War never changes. What's up, Wastelanders? Boys and girls, prepare to be astounded, bedazzled, and otherwise stupefied. <laughs> you talk a lot. Sound funny when you talk like a stupid human. <laughs> I am online once again. Tremble, world, before my electric heating coil of doom. <laughs> What's up, Wastelanders? Hello and welcome to another episode of Tapes from the Wastes, a Fallout fan podcast bringing you lore, news, gameplay talk and all things Fallout. We are back for another lore-specific episode. I'm going to be handing over to Eric shortly. Like with the previous episode, I don't have a huge amount to contribute today. I am going to quickly touch on some Fallout news, but um, yeah, Eric is... Eric is bringing the heat for this episode. So those of you who listened to the previous episode where we talked about um, vaults from, I think it was Fallout 1 to New Vegas. Um, Yeah, Eric's going to move on and take you through the known vaults in the Fallout games. Um, And there's still going to be even more to talk about after that, I'm sure. But... Yes, from my perspective, not a great deal to say. I hope everyone's doing okay. Thank you, as always, for engaging with us um, at Tapes from the Waste, and thanks for listening to the previous episode. Um, What is going on? It is... I didn't do my weather report last episode. I'm feeling kind of bad about that, because I know you're all begging for it, right? (laughs) It's the middle of February. Um, Weather in the UK is pretty crap. Uh, we're currently on the school holidays, it's half term here, and my day job, I'm really frustrated because we put events on during half term, and when there's bad weather, the events don't do very well, so I've been really frustrated about that. So today is the first day in like three days where it hasn't rained, although it did rain this morning, but it's brightened up and we're hoping for a nicer weekend. So wherever you are, you know, whatever hemisphere, whatever country, I hope the weather is suiting you, and I hope you're you're happy. I hope you're happy with the temperature that you're at, you know? I never like to be too hot. I always I always prefer to be cold because you can wrap up, right? No one likes to be too hot, unless you're weird. Um, but yes, Fallout stuff. Um, I'm going to get to a little bit of news, as I said. So there's some other things going on, which I do want to talk about. This is going to be the first time I mention this publicly. Um, I... I do have a new project that's coming out, a new podcast project, which I know some of you are going to be shaking your heads in disbelief. Some of you may only hear me on this podcast, and that's absolutely fine. But both Eric and I do multiple shows, uh, as we talk, as we've mentioned many times. Um, my shows that I do for First Aid Spray, Gears Intel, obviously I help, Eric, I contribute to Starfield Sandwich, which is definitely Eric's baby, really. Um and obviously Two Carrots as well, was a podcast with my buddy Lou, which we haven't done for a little while. Um, as of late, I, I, I've really struggled to have a place where, because I'm so ingrained in gaming, and I do I play lots of games, I, I play more than just Fallout, believe it or not, um, I don't really have a place to talk more broadly about gaming, gaming news and the games that I'm playing. And I don't like to spend too much time really on these shows you know, these niche focused shows on Fallout and Resident Evil and Gears of War talking about games that aren't in that franchise, although we have done it and I'm sure it's fine and people don't mind too much. I I, I feel like I'm, I'm robbing too much time of the podcast by talking about other things. So I've got a new show coming. 
It's a solo weekly Sunday show fueled by coffee. It's called the Gaming Aroma Podcast. Um, I'm hoping to launch it this weekend. So this episode's going to go out and then my new show is going to be not far behind it. But if you like gaming in general, if you like any of the content that I do and that Eric does, because Eric is definitely going to hop on with me from time to time. It's just going to be a place where I recap some of the big headlines that are on my mind and give some opinions and talk about my gameplay because, as I said, there's always stuff going on and there's stuff that I'm playing that I, I can't talk about on my other shows. And the only, the only other place I really kind of put stuff out online is Twitter and Twitter is stupid, as we know. There, you know, there's there's some good in there and I know you can connect with people and if you, you really look, you can find the positive. But for me, I like kind of discussion I, I like expressing myself and because I, I don't really do it a lot in my day-to-day I don't have friends in my real life that are into gaming as much as me so yeah I, I have nowhere to vent that and then doing it on Twitter is stupid because it's really short characters nobody really reads threads and you know threads on Twitter not the threads app no one reads that um and yeah I just wanted a new place to talk at length with my buddies you know, because it's not going to be just me. It's I'm going to be at the core of it, but I'm absolutely going to be having people hop on. It's going to be very relaxed, very kind of offbeat and freeform, very lo-fi production. I mean, don't expect, you know, big high quality videos and stuff. Sometimes I might just be recording into my phone. But yeah, I just wanted to, you know, self-plug that here. Excuse me. Um, the Gaming Aroma podcast is launching this weekend. And I very, very may, may well talk about Fallout on there as well. I'm sure I will. Um, but yeah, there's crazy stuff happening in the games industry, and if you're like me, you're really into all aspects of gaming, hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Please do come and engage with it. If you don't already follow me on Twitter, K underscore D underscore B underscore, uh, I'll be posting links there, or just search for the the Gaming Aroma podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts now. It is up, it is live, there's just, there's no first episode yet. Cool, thank you for your indulgence. For indulging me there before I hand over to Eric um, there's not a great deal of fallout news obviously we are waiting for uh, March 26 which is the big new update talked about that on the previous episode prepare for Atlantic City America's playground coming March 26 to fallout 76 and that is definitely going to be sucking me right back in can't wait for that new expedition new quest line and you can explore the new location I mean what more do you want right lots more there's lots more we want but this is going to be a nice spring present, right? Spring is around the corner. Spring in Fallout 76 is going to be a good time. Um, but no, there was some news. Now, friend of mine, um, Steve, from the First Aid Spray podcast, is also into Fallout. And he's constantly banging on about how the original games need that console port, right? Because you can get uh, Fallout 1 and 2 on Game Pass for PC only, right? It's really frustrating that they're not on console. I appreciate their complicated PC games and porting to console is difficult and requires a lot of work. I kind of refuse to believe it's not possible with a moderate, you know, amount of money spent. Not an extortion. It's, you know, it's crazy expensive budget. I'm sure this is within the realms of the possibility at Bethesda or, or siphon it off to a side studio. I don't know. It's really frustrating that those games are not on console because I don't have a PC to play on. Um, and I've only re- I've only watched these games on YouTube. You know, I want to experience them for myself. But if you do have a PC um, 
and you like Fallout, well, you're in luck. Because three, three Fallout games are free on the Epic Store as of now, I think. Or possibly next week. Possibly next week. Yeah, I was just searching for some Fallout news and uh, Eurogamer talked about this. Um... And just mentioned that, you know, that this stuff is now going to be there free for people to access. So it's Fallout 1, Fallout 2, oh, and Fallout Tactics Brotherhood of Steel. These are all three games which apparently Epic Store have had as freebies previously, Eurogamer is saying. Uh, but yes, from next Thursday, the 22nd of February, that's my brother's birthday and one of my best friend's birthday as well. The games are free to download and this is only until the 29th of February, so... If you don't have Game Pass, but you do have a PC, access the Epic Store and you can get the Fallout, the original Fallout games for free on your PC. Do it for me, download it, play them, tell me what you think of them. Because, yeah, I, I want to hear more about this. And I think, also, I think it's important that people go out there and download these games. I mean, if, you, if you're not going to buy them and if you're not going to access them on Game Pass, I mean, I guess you can buy them. I'm not actually sure. I don't know if they're, you can buy them from a store at the moment digitally I, guess, I suppose you can they must be on steam right if they're on the xbox game pass app i don't know i don't know i'm not in the pc ecosystem so i don't know any of this stuff i'm ignorant to it but yes it, my point is if they're available to download do it get those stats to bethesda and to epic that oh when we put a fallout game up to download for free look everyone turns up and downloads it all right so let's bump up those numbers and bump up those stats. Epic Game Store. Uh, credits Eurogamer for the notification there. Um, oh, apparently Dakar Desert Racing is free right now. Don't even know what that is. But yeah, free games are good. Free Fallout games are even better. Um, really hope they come to console one day. Um, I'm sure they will. I'm sure it's just a matter of time. You know, they're busy. They're busy over there at Xbox. Yeah, uh, I'll be back at the end for a very, very quick outro. But thanks for listening to my mumbling intro. Thanks for listening to me plug my new show. I'm going to hand over to Eric for some vault-shaped Fallout lore. Take it away, Eric. Oh, and just quickly, before he takes it away, Eric, thank you as always for continuing to push out the Fallout content on your social media. The A to Z stuff for the Bethesda games at the moment with Starford and Fallout has been brilliant. And I haven't, I haven't taken part myself, but... Those photos from, you know, the, the the photo mode photos from Eric and other people in the community. Big shout out to all, all of you. Big shout out to Jessica Starr as well. Friend of the show. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Love a bit of in-game photography. Over to you, Eric. Thank you so much, Kelsey. And once again, thank you for everything you do, man. So yes, this is part two of our series of uh, vault tours, and yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try and finish the um, known vaults, the uh, vaults you find in-game with this episode, but before we get to that, I'll go ahead and talk about my gameplay. I've been playing a lot of Fallout, and not just Fallout 76. But I will save the Fallout talk um, till after my non-Fallout talk. But really the only non-Fallout game that I've been playing at the moment is uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I mean, I have played a little bit of Pal World and I um, still enjoy that game. 
but it's kind of been taking a backseat to uh, Baldur's Gate and Fallout 3, really. Um, I'll get to Fallout 3 here in a second, but Baldur's Gate, I am now in Act 3. And I've done a little bit, had some mm, few battles, and my character is a druid, so I am finally starting to talk to the animals a little bit, and oh my god, that is amazing. If you haven't spoken to animals in the game, please do. It's so much fun, and sometimes hilarious. But I got stuck in this really tough battle um, I'm not gonna say which battle it is because that kind of gets into spoiler territory, but it's at the end of a companion quest line. That's the only thing I'm gonna say, and it was really tough, and I lost count of how many times I died, but as I'm recording this, this is Thursday, February 15th, um, <laughs> it was about, uh, 2 a.m., I finally won that battle. Um, thank you so much to some of my friends in the ASA podcasting community. You guys are awesome. Um, some of them gave me some really great advice on how to proceed with that battle. And we have been talking about Baldur's Gate nonstop in the ASA podcasting discord. It's been amazing. Uh, but yeah, you guys are awesome. So, yeah, um, now I can finally proceed with the rest of the game, and I am already looking forward to my second playthrough of this game. It's phenomenal. Um, still playing a bit of Starfield, but I'm mainly just taking pictures for uh, Jessica Starr's virtual photography ABCs this month. Um, today is actually N. Uh, we took a break for Valentine's Day. And today is N, so I posted a picture of Necropolis and the Neon system for Starfield. So, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm so glad that she has been hosting this. And it's really helped me hone my virtual photography skills, my video game uh, picture skills. And um, I'm now doing a bit of editing on PC, um, thanks to some of the advice she's given me along with some other people. Um, <laughs> um, Fallout 3, I, I love the game, but some of the interiors of um, this game are horrible with their lighting. And they have suggested to me a couple of programs that really help with that. Um, case in point, my pictures from M-Day um, were of the Museum of Technology in Fallout 3, and there's a program that they suggested that really helped brighten it up. So thank you to Jessica Starr and Lee Benjamin specifically um, for that <laughs> advice. Um, but yeah, let, let's go ahead and talk about Fallout 3. So... So I'm playing Fallout 3 for the Fallout Feed Roundtable. I can't remember if I mentioned that on the last episode or not, but um, it, it's been so much fun. It's like when you haven't spoken to your best friend in a long time that you grew up with, and you give them a call after a year or two, and you just pick up right where you left off. That That's kind of how I would compare this. It's been amazing. And I'm already up to level 9. 
Um, if you want to, I'm not really going to get into my Fallout 3 gameplay specifically. If you want more of that, I will direct you to the Fallout feed and you can listen to my feedbacks there. Or you can check me out on Twitch. I'm now streaming again a little bit more frequently. Um, my last couple of uh, VODs are of Fallout 3. And yeah, it's been great. Um, I'm really enjoying getting back into streaming again. And hell, maybe I'll actually hit affiliate with how those last couple of streams went. <laughs> Here's hoping. God, I mean, I've only been streaming off and on for like the last four years and I still haven't hit affiliate. And then I see some people hit it within a week or two. Um, <laughs> that average viewer count has always been um, the one thing I've been lacking as far as hitting affiliate goes. So who knows? Maybe I'll actually hit it this time. But... That also brings us to Fallout 76. So I have been playing a lot of Fallout 76, as always. And it is now Fashnacht. And I have been loving Fashnacht. Um, I only did it a handful of times last year because the drop rates for the new masks have been abysmal. And surprisingly enough, that hasn't been the case this time. Um, I did post a picture on Twitter the very first day that um, it came out, or that Foshnot started, and I was wearing a mask that I got last year. The I can't remember if it's the Jack or the King mask, but it was one of those royal masks. And um, yeah, I just you know it's it's been great. I've done I don't know a dozen or so marches between both xbox and pc and i've actually gotten some of the rare masks on pc i now have the blue devil mask the scorch beast mask there's actually two different scorch beast masks there's the scorch beast the standard scorch beast mask man that is really hard to say and the Scorch Beast Queen mask. I just have the regular one. And then this morning, as I'm recording this, I actually got the bee mask, the honeybee mask. And on Xbox, I wasn't having as good of luck, but I did finally get the Scorch Beast mask and the Honey Beast mask. And then I actually found the Blue Devil mask in a donation bin, along with some of the berets. What who would who would throw those berets away? Come on. Um <laughs> but yeah definitely go around and check in the donation bins because you'll never know what you'll find in there i'm so glad that they added those recently but Fashnok, one that one of the great things about that is so many people in the community do contribute or at least show up to Fashnok. they might be afk but I have actually run into quite a few people that I don't normally run into in the game or I may see occasionally out in the wild. But I've actually run into a few people in the community that I'm friends with that I've never actually encountered in the game before. Um, I spawned on to some other friends and they all just happen to be hanging out. So um, it's always nice seeing members of the community in the game um, that you may not see otherwise. And speaking of, um, I'm always social <laughs> with uh, 76, but I want to give a shout out to the Fallout 5.0. Uh, 
I've been familiar with a few of their members for a long time, but uh, lately, the last few months, if I happen to be off work, when they get together for their role-playing events, I sometimes swing by and check it out, and they have been so welcoming to me. So you guys are awesome, love what you do, and thank you for treating me as if I'm one of your own. And I really would like to get you guys on the show at some point. So hit me up whenever you're able to. <laughs> May have to wait until the summer uh, when I have my nights free. But yes, we definitely need to have you on the show at some point. So shout out to you guys. You guys are awesome. And yeah, that really about does it with my gameplay. So let's check out some more of these vaults. So the last one that I talked about was Vault 34, so we are up to Vault 51, and this is in northwestern West Virginia. This is part of Appalachia, so Fallout 76, and it says here that the social experiment in which a Zach's AI was tasked with selecting an ideal overseer from, from the Vault population. So <laughs> this is the Nuclear Winter Vault, and we all miss Nuclear Winter. Um, I'm not the biggest PvP person, but I really do, or Battle Royales for that matter, but I do miss Nuclear Winter, and I know a lot of my friends have been dying for it to come back. Um, please, please, um, <laughs> Bethesda, can you give it? back to us in some way shape or form whether it's its own separate game or if it's you know you bring it back as a, a game mode for fallout 76 please so the result of this experiment says that zacks began manufacturing crises to test the abilities of inhabitants the crises eventually escalated to lethal threats then direct manipulation encouraging the remaining inhabitants to kill one another so yeah, it, it was a battle royale in Fallout 76, and it was a lot of fun, and uh, we all miss it. So, <laughs> um, also, I, I should mention that if you happen to listen to the Chad of Fallout 76 podcast, they did at least, I think it was a two-part episode on Nuclear Winter, and it was awesome, so definitely check out that uh, great podcast as well so that was vault 51 now let's go to vault 63 we really don't know anything about vault 63 yet um it's in southwest lewisburg just uh, in west virginia in the ash heap and as of right now it's inaccessible whether or not that changes here soon uh, because we are getting the shenandoah area of of uh fallout 76 here soon i don't know but um who knows maybe one day we will be able to see what's going on and or what did go on in vault 63 so that was vault 63 now we're up to vault 75 and this is the malden middle school in malden massachusetts so this is part of fallout 4 in the commonwealth and it says that the uh, experiment here was a social and medical experiment in which a eugenics program was used to breed young inhabitants into the perfect soldiers. So this resulted in the gunners. 
So the subjects eventually revolted against the researchers, and the vault was eventually occupied by the gunners. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that was fun. All right, so now we got, guess what? Vault 76. So this, of course, is the home vault uh, where you grew up in Fallout 76. So this is in, uh, just north of Flatwoods in the forest area. And this was a control vault. And the whole part, I mean, it, what we know of the experiment is that the overseer tasked us with the reconstruction of Appalachia and the eventual eradication of the Scorch Plague. So that is why the overseer left all of her different holotapes around for you to find. And uh, yeah, Reclamation Day is when the task began. So, you know, pre-Wastelanders, that was what the main story was of Fallout 76, was the research of the Scorch Plague and how you will eventually um, make Appalachia immune to it. And, of course, you're going around killing Scorched in the process. So, next up we have Vault 77, and this is in the Capital Wasteland. And we don't really know anything about this vault. Uh, we don't know exactly where it is or what the experiment was. But what we do know is that there was an inhabitant that was feared to the point of superstition by the slavers in Paradise Falls. So that, unfortunately, is all we know. Uh, <laughs> just a, a brief mention of it. But hey, sometimes that's what you get. So now we have Vault 79, and now we're back in Appalachia. So this is north of the Dalisad's Wilderness in the uh, Savage Divide area. So this is the Gold Vault. So this is the vault that you get at the end of the Wastelanders story that has all of the United States Gold Reserves. And uh, spoilers for people who haven't finished Wastelanders, but I'm sure at this point you know what's going on there. The Secret Service uh, got trapped in there. And uh, they intended to house, or like keep the gold safe. So the operations was sabotaged by the Overseer due to moral objections. And the researchers were sealed there. And had no means of escape. And so when you find them, they automatically assume that you're specifically there for the gold. Or at least one of them is. Um, it, she's, uh, or they're just convinced that you're not there to help them. You're there to steal the gold. And you can kind of tell them that you are there to help them. Um, like you can say, hey, why can't it be both? Um, and they're just like, yeah, I, I knew it. But, yeah, that um, they're willing to share as long as you are able to help them. But getting through there is not easy. There's a ton of robots and turrets and mole rats and other things. to, um, <laughs> Not to mention a bunch of, uh, like, a ton of rads in one section. So um, hats off to anybody who has completed the Wastelander story. I actually finished it on PC not that long ago. Um, yeah, it's the first time I, uh, or is the second time I did it. I, 
uh, finished it on the settler's side on Xbox once before. But I never, you know, after going through and hearing so much about how the Raider side is so much more interesting, I decided to go through it again on the Raider side. Now, I did experience some bugs, um, but I was eventually able to push through, and yeah, it was awesome. I'm so glad that I did it a second time. Having access to the Gold Bullion vendor is something that a lot of people might take for granted. Um because it's something they've done so long ago, but up until recently, I didn't have a full set of Secret Service armor or a jetpack on uh, PC because I hadn't finished the Wastelander story, so I'm so glad that I <laughs> can now do that. And um, God, the, the Secret Service armor, especially modded, is very tough to beat. Um, not to mention having... The Chinese stealth armor that you get uh, toward the end of the settlers side of the story like um, when I'm hanging out with the modus files crew sometimes we will uh, take on a scorch beast queen in a nuke zone and if you have the Chinese stealth armor equipped the rads don't really affect you especially if you have what rads um, fairly high um, when you're ranking so, yeah, um, taking on a Scorch Beast Queen in a nuke zone and making it last almost the full amount of time, you will get so much XP and loot. Um, I don't know why people take out <laughs> Scorch Beast Queens within, like, a couple of minutes. Like, you're doing yourself a huge disservice by doing that. So, after Vault 79, we have Vault 81. And this is in Boston, in the Commonwealth. And this vault is a research facility. Scientists in a secret sector of the vault would work to develop a universal disease cure via experiments on an unwitting civilization, civilian population. Excuse me. So this is the vault where you get Curie. So the disease that uh, comes into play while you're doing this is the uh, mole rat plague that um, I think his name's Austin. The little boy gets uh, attacked by some mole rats that are in a hidden part of the vault where all these experiments are taking place. So you go down there and you get the vault or you get the um, cure and hopefully you don't get bitten in the process because you very well could get this mole rat plague yourself. I mean, it doesn't do a whole lot. It does uh, kind of drop your um, endurance and your health a bit, if I remember right. But um, unfortunately, you only find enough of the cure for one person. So you can either be selfish and take it yourself, or you can give it to Austin so he actually doesn't die and has a chance at um, living a long life. What you do is up to you, but yeah. So unfortunately, these operations were sabotaged by the overseer due to uh, moral objections, of course. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, the research was sealed within the secret section of the vault with no means of escape or contact 
and researchers continued to work by experimenting on the mole rats and they eventually perished. The civilian section of the vault maintained a stable community and it still remains inhabited. So yeah, you can go visit it and uh, say hi to Carrie for me if you do. Alright, so after Vault 81 comes Vault 87, and this is in northeastern Virginia, so this is the capital wasteland of Fallout 3. And this is the vault where the research facility studying the effects of the FEV, the forced evolutionary virus on humans, and um, the civilian population is used as test subjects. So, yeah, this, this comes into play toward the end of um, the... Uh, main quest of Fallout 3. So this is where you have to go in and so through the quest, the main quest, uh, the whole point of your dad's experiments is to provide uh, purified water to the greater uh, Capital Wasteland area. Not just for a small section like a vault, um, in the grand scheme of things, but for the greater uh, population. And in order to bring Project Purity to light or to uh, fruition, you have to find a GEC. So Vault 87 is where you find a working GEC. So uh, kind of a callback to f the original Fallout game there uh with how you're tasked of finding a geck but yeah that is vault 87 so now we've got vault 88 this is in the commonwealth so uh in fallout 4 and this is located just northwest of quincy so this is a testing facility for experimental productivity boosting equipment that can be used in other vaults so this is the DLC vault that you get in Fallout 4 where you actually build your own vault and run some experiments on the inhabitants once they're there. And I, <laughs> um, I hadn't really done this one until the Fallout Feeds roundtable this past uh, roundtable where we did the Fallout 4 DLC. Now this wasn't one that was required to do but it was actually what my assigned settlement was so and it it honestly really didn't take that long the hardest part was going through and clearing out some of the stuff in there like there was a, a huge glowing myler queen or no the, the myler queen wasn't glowing there was something else that was in there that was uh i think it was a glowing death claw um and playing through that on survival, oh my god. Um, I have no idea how I was able to get through all that. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, you go through and um, do some of the experiments where you um, have somebody ride on an exercise bike and that provides power to the vault and um you <laughs> um there's some other nefarious um semi-nefarious experiments that you can run and there's one inhabitant in particular that is just so eager to um be the one to do everything so hats off to him um but yeah it, it was great uh it's the vault tech workshop dlc 
So after Vault 88, we have Vault 92, and this is in Olney, Maryland. Uh, so this is part of the Capital Wasteland in Fallout 3. And this is, uh, the experiment of, for this was a medical experiment testing the means to induce a, aggression through white noise. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I definitely remember this vault. Like, everybody and their mother in there wants to kill you. Because these sounds have been driving them nuts. Um, and they eventually kill each other. Um, and the vault was later infested with bloat flies and wireworks. So, yeah, um, that, that was fun. Those poor souls. <laughs> um, after Vault 92, we have Vault 94. And this is just north of Dolly Sod's Wilderness in West Virginia. So we're back in Vault 70, uh, Fallout 76 in the Mire. And this was a social experiment testing the viability of pacifist belief systems in a post-apocalyptic world. So all the inhabitants were members of a nonviolent religious community, save a single vault tech employee. And this vault tech employee was an observer and confessed to the experiment and urged the inhabitants to arm themselves for safety purposes. And this advice was, of course, ignored, and the vault was eventually massacred by paranoid outsiders. Damage to the vault's gex sustained in the was was sustained. Easy for me to say in the massacre that created the mire. So, the mire is a direct result of this vault, from what this is saying. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love the mire. I have a camp there, and I've had a camp there for years, and it's beautiful, but it's dangerous as fuck. <laughs> there, like, there's so many crazy things out there that will kill you. There's there's anglers, there's gulpers, there's uh, fog crawlers, there's hermit crabs. Um, my camp actually has a hermit crab just outside the build circle. And it doesn't bother me, um, but yeah, it's just it's just sitting there in this bridge that overlooks where my camp is, and it's right next to a truck. So, you know, before I got the hanging radstag station for my camp, I would go and kill it for meat, but otherwise it would just leave me alone. So I've just always kind of thought of it as my pet, but hermit crabs are no joke either um we also got strangler pods like the the mire is a dangerous place so thank you for these dumbasses who uh <laughs> decided to kill the geck or to uh, destroy the geck and apologies for that and made the mire as dangerous of a place as it is so after Vault 94, we've got Vault 95, and this is just southeast of Natick in Massachusetts. So we're back in the Commonwealth of Fallout 4. And this was a social and medical experiment in which addicts were given experimental rehabilitation treatments and encouraged them to remain clean and then informed them of a secret stash of chems. So... <laughs> 
Um, this sounds like a very horribly run rehab. So, yeah, we're, we're going to get you clean, but then we're going to tell you where the chems are to um, <laughs> break or start the cycle all over again. But this is the vault that you go to with Kate, I believe, um, where, you know, at the end of her companion quest, she wants to get clean of all of the chems that have had such a hold on her life. So she tells you where this vault is and you take her there to get her clean. But um, the, the way that this vault experiment played out is that the inhabitants eventually did recover from the addictions, but they rapidly descended into violence once they were informed of this secret stash. And this vault was eventually occupied by the gunners. So, yeah, you have to take out a bunch of gunners uh, when you go in there with Kate to um, get to this contraption that gets her clean. So, after Vault 95, we've got Vault 96, and this is just south of Spruce Knob Campground in Appalachia. So we're back in Vault or Fallout 76. Why do I keep saying Vault 76? Fallout 76. Uh, this is in the Savage Divide reason, region, and apparently I'm really can't talk today. But hey, you know what can you do? Um, so this was a research facility that was intended to monitor and study the mutated wildlife uh, using genetic engineering and they developed an anti-mutagen countermeasures and this was staffed by only five individuals. Doesn't sound like uh, you really have any help at all there, but hey. This vault had automated research, um, uh, sorry, automated security measures that threatened to execute the inhabitants if they failed to meet quotas due to secretive and unethical nature of their research. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'd say so. This sounds like uber crunch time. So the inhabitants eventually attempted to sabotage the security systems and escape, but they unfortunately failed and were killed. Um, the test subjects eventually began to escape the facility. So, ugh, yeah, that, that sounds awful. Um, definitely wouldn't want to live in that one. But this vault is actually one that I believe you visit during the Steel Dawn, Steel Rain story. So, yeah, this, this is part of the Brotherhood of Steel story in uh, Fallout 76. So, after Vault 96 is one that we are all familiar with. This is Vault 101 from Fallout 3, and this is located just west of Springvale in Virginia. So, back to the Capital Wasteland, and we, we don't really know... 100% what the experiment was, but uh, it, it's kind of you're kind of led to believe that the experiment for this vault is that it never opens, so you're never given the all queer to leave the vault. Which I don't know. I don't know how much that of that is true because we do know that the vault is opened at least once or twice before you leave the vault um, in Fallout 3. And some people do know about this. Uh, you talk to some of the um, 
the residents of Vault 101, and they do kind of tell you that people have come and gone before. So how true this is, I don't know. But yeah, we all know what happens if you've played Fallout 3. Um, your dad leaves and there's a fucking riot going on and everybody wants to kill you. Um, because they blame you for it for whatever reason, who knows? Um, sounds like they just kind of went crazy, but yeah, um, play Fallout 3 if you haven't. Um, I'm playing it with the Fallout Feed Roundtable right now, so yeah, Vault 101, uh, yeah, that <laughs> what what else can be said about the intro to Fallout 3? It's one of the best intros in a Fallout game that I can think of. And who doesn't love having Liam Neeson play your father? So next up we got Vault 106, and this is still in Fallout 3 in the Capital Wasteland, but this one actually isn't in the game. It comes from the Fallout Bible. So it's, I guess, still considered canon, but not from the games themselves. So the experiment with this one was a medical experiment and it's studying the effects of psychoactive drugs released in the air uh, through the ventilation system the filtration system so uh, eventually the population erupted in violence after the drugs were released and the ultimate fate of the inhabitants isn't currently known but the drugs remained in the air supply for well over 200 years and caused insanity and hallucinations in the survivors who did enter. So, um, actually, this is this is in Fallout 3, but it's also in the Fallout Bible. I apologize, because I definitely do remember walking through this vault, and the air is all wavy, and you get lightheaded. And, yeah, I, I definitely remember going through this vault. So uh, next up is Vault 108, and guess what? This is the uh, Gary Vault. So uh, Kelsey, if you could please uh, put in some Gary quotes, that would be amazing. Um, so this is the north part of Washington, D.C. in the Capital Wasteland. And this was a social experiment studying the effects of leadership conflicts. And most management portions were to be filled by a terminally ill overseer upon entry. And the power systems were designed to fail after 20 years. That's always uh, a lot of fun. And there was no entertainment that was provided. And the armory was provided uh, with triple the standard ordinance. So in addition to the stated purpose, the vault was also supposed to be provided with a cloning device. And only one person was cloned over and over and over and over and over again, and his name was Gary. And the clones eventually did turn violent and overran the vault, and the only thing that they could ever say is, Gary! <laughs> Gary! So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just one of the more the most memorable vaults in any of the games, in my opinion, is the Gary Vault. So after Vault 108, we have Vault 111, and this is the vault where you are uh, inhabit in Fallout 4. 
So this was in Sanctuary Hills in Massachusetts, and this was a vault that cryogenically froze the inhabitants. And yeah, it, the whole purpose of it was to study the long-term effects of cryogenic stasis on unwitting test subjects. Yeah, you're not told shit when you walk in to Vault 111. They're just like, here, here you go, get in this pod, and then you get frozen. And uh, we all know what happens after that. Uh, the Most of the cryopods were faulty. And you are the only person to survive. Um, they said it was a power failure, but yeah. Um, I don't know if, how much of a quote-unquote failure it was. But yeah, you're the only person to survive and henceforth are called the sole survivor. And you are on a hunt to find your son. So, Yeah. After that is Vault 112, and we are back in Fallout 3 for this one. This is in the Smith Casey's garage in uh, Virginia, in the Capital Wasteland. And this is where Tranquility Lane is. So, yeah, this was a social experiment in which the inhabitants were placed in a virtual reality simulation controlled by the overseer, uh, one Stanless Braun. Um, Stanislaus, however you pronounce his name, Dr. Braun, that a-hole. Um, and this experiment was, uh, he, it was only for his own amusement, really. He put these people in so many different situations, but I mean, we all have been to Tranquility Lane, but there are plenty of other different scenarios that he put these poor souls in. And, um... Yeah, he, he tortured these people for centuries. And, you know, he, he put himself in these situations, too. Like, he usually hid himself in some way, shape, or form. But, yeah, um, pretty pretty messed up. So after Vault 112, we've got Vault 114, and this is in Boston. So you're back uh, in the Commonwealth of Fallout 4. And this was a social experiment in which wealthy inhabitants would be stripped of their luxury and forced to live in cramped squalor under an incompetent overseer. <laughs> so uh, some people might call this justice uh, for... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's plenty of uh, nice uh, rich folk that aren't complete snobs out there. Um, no offense to them. But uh, from what this uh, is hinting at, the, these people were not that, uh, that pleasant to be around. So this experiment was designed, um, it was never completed, um, but it was possibly due to contract fraud or embezzlement. But there was a construction site that was eventually taken over by Skinny Malone's trigger men. So this is where you meet one Nick Valentine. He is holed up in there, and Skinny Malone's uh, triggermen have him cornered, and you are sent there to help break him out by his his uh, secretary. So yeah, um, there's a few different ways that can play out, but yeah, um, we all love Nick Valentine, don't we? So next up we have Vault One Eighteen. 
and this is located at Cliff's Edge Motel in Mount Desert Island, Maine on the island. So this is actually part of Fallout 4's Far Harbor DLC. And this was a social experiment in which uh, 10 wealthy residents would live in luxury while 300 lived in poverty and squalor. And the wealthy residents were granted total authority. So this is uh, where the, the rich rule over the poor. I don't think any of us can relate to that at all. Um, the lower class section of the vault was never completed due to embezzlement of construction funds. I mean, go figure. And the inhabitants of the luxury section were eventually transferred into the robo-brains, um, into some robo-brains to achieve immortality. And they continued to occupy the vault. So, <laughs> that's, that sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, wouldn't wish that on anybody. So that is it for the canonical, um, or the, the numbered vaults that are in the games. Uh, we do have a couple of other ones here. There is the Herald Vault, and uh, we don't really know where this is, but Harold himself recalls having grown up in a vault, and unfortunately is unable to remember where it is. But uh, yeah, Harold, Harold's wonderful. Um, we also have one called the Bruiser's Vault, which is somewhere on the East Coast. We don't really know. Um, it's in Fallout 76, or it's referenced in Fallout 76 at least. But Bruiser mentions having come from a vault and describes its residents as having played uh, football, uh, or something that's similar to American football, but it's more of a gladiatorial sport. So this must, uh, yeah... I think I, I vaguely remember hearing um, somebody like Bruiser talk about that. So that is it for the uh, vaults that are specifically mentioned in games. Um, we do have some that are listed facilities in um, uh, vault technolo technologies, uh, but aren't actual vaults. Uh, so we will go through those next time along with some of the supplemental materials. But that is going to do it for me. Um, if you'd like to find me, um, as Superman says in Superman Returns a couple of times, I'm always around. So, yeah, you can find me on my other podcasts. Uh, Kelsey and I also do Starfield Sandwich. You can also find my couple of other shows that I do myself. There's um, the Tamriel Adventures podcast where I talk about Elder Scrolls lore and then every now and then I put out an episode of Super Nintendo. You can also find me on the Modus Files. I am a regular cast member on the Modus Files. I play a couple of different characters at this point and also every now and then I pop up on the Fallout Roundtable. Uh, podcast uh, that's done by some friends of mine, including Jaxus and um, Don McCormick, Sassy Lady. Um, there's also Maverick, who we never know uh, what Maverick Stone is going to do. But um, yeah, um, I mentioned also I'm going to be, or I'm taking part in the Fallout Feeds Fallout Roundtable. I'm 
you hear my feedbacks pretty frequently on there and every now and then I guessed on that show as well. It's It's been a while, but yeah, we got a round table going. So you'll at least hear my feedbacks on there. They're great friends of the show. So definitely check out both or, or, or check out the modus files, check out the font round table and the font feed. They're all great friends of the show. So Anyway, I'm going to hand this back over to my good buddy Kelsey, and I will see you all in the wasteland. Thanks, as always, to Eric, a.k.a. Sulior, for his lore on Fallout there. As we know, he is the lore master. I haven't done a lore section in ages for various reasons, but, um, you know, I love listening. I love listening to his voice talking about it. Um hope you do too. I hope you learned something about the vaults. There's going to be plenty more to talk about vaults in future. And look, it's not long now until that new TV show is here. We might get some new vault lore there as well. There's going to be so, so much to say when that TV show drops. And as we've mentioned, reviews here of every single episode on Tapes from the Wapes. The tapes, tapes from the Wapes? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking good today. Reviews here on Tapes from the Wastes of every episode of the Fallout TV show incoming in April. Is it April 12th? I think that's the first episode on Amazon Prime. I will be watching. I cannot wait. Yes, come and follow us on social media. TFTWpod. Eric is at EN0. EN Gold. And I believe that O is a zero. EN. No, no, sorry. EN Gold 08 at engold08 I'm at k underscore d underscore b underscore come follow us on twitter it is still twitter it still says twitter in the url at the top of the address bar um, no matter what Elon Musk tries to tell you and yeah hopefully you'll be back for the next episode um, we probably so what's coming up yeah so we'll be back for an episode with the update the March update and then after that we'll be moving on to the TV show so yeah Thanks as always for listening. Please, if you enjoyed the content, and even if you didn't, give us a review. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts um, and a, spot, a rating on Spotify as well. It really helps. Um, if you prefer to use YouTube, we do put the episodes on YouTube as well for listening in the background or whatever. And very occasionally we do video versions when Eric and I get together to discuss fallouts. That's it. I'm going to stop rambling. Until next time, stay safe out there, Wanderers. 